Hello and welcome to the Ecstatic Rabbit Podcast, a space for esoteric exploration, heartfelt insight, and expansive curiosity. I'm your host and the founder of Ecstatic Rabbit Tarot and Coaching, Sarah Corbin Wolf. So I am away from my usual recording setup right now because the floors of the condo where I've been living are getting torn up. Um, welcome to Scorpio season. <laughs> Uh, I'm recording this on Samhain, so kind of picking up some of those vibes, scooping them up and um, slapping them alongside this uh, Scorpio new moon moment. I love a Scorpio new moon, and not just because it means my birthday is around the corner. I find such an affinity between the sign of Scorpio and this particular moon phase. I think because I'm biased (laughs) as a Scorpio, I'm like, "Mm, yes, of course my favorite season goes along with my favorite moon phase. But there's something about the fact that um, the dark moon and the new moon time have, they live in that liminal space of death and rebirth the same way Scorpio does, right? And I've talked about this before in classes and probably podcasts and like on Instagram, about how it's really easy to bypass the whole death part and just skip to the rebirth when we're encountered with that sort of transformation. So for me, a new moon can provide a monthly reminder that um, while everything is ongoing, there is also still this moment in time where there is quote unquote nothing. Um, And do I find that scary? Interesting. Let's investigate that. Do I find that comforting? Interesting. (laughs) Let's investigate that. So a lot of the ingredients I think we're working with are that liminal space, right? For you, it may be very much between seasons. Um, it may be, you know, your, your, I know my mental health is kind of in flux, right? Something is being put to bed and something is getting ready to rumble a little bit. Um, this we can find echoes of in the Persephone myth. Uh, and in, you know, the sort of collective millennial rediscovery of what hibernation actually is. (laughs) And, um, I, it's very much why I made the daily tarot challenge that I did and ran and participated in last year that is available to you all, uh, through my website, through my newsletter and through Instagram again this year, though I will not be participating to the same degree. But there's this, yeah, this either simultaneous or like rapid alternating succession between awakening and releasing and sleep, um, these these really uh, uh, opposing, competing, and yet waltzing energies. Something I read once that I really love is the idea that um, how each each sign within its element like has an affinity with another element, right? So Pisces, Cancer, and, and Scorpio are all water signs, but each of them kind of has their correspondence to one of the other three elements. And that's just the sort of like geometrical logic that I find really satisfying. But Scorpio, you know, there's that meme of like Scorpio is like an ocean that is literally burning. Um, so that also is, is a contradiction living at one time. 
So I'm going to send you off to an ad break and we'll come back and see what the cards have in store for us. God, hi everybody. Okay. Oh, I was just gonna say I'm working with my sassy little deck. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, all right. So <laughs> this is my one of my oldest decks that has gone with me many, many places. It's a very beat up ace of cups, so I'm always like, mm, is that really what needed to come out? But it did. So we have three cards because, you know, um, Ace of Cups, Five of Cups, and the Hermit. <sighs> this is a lot of a lot. I mean, this to me is just absolutely fundamentally calling into question our definitions of um, abundance of fullness, of what it means to have and to lose. The Hermit is a card I love because it does, it does this on its own a bit, right? It, it does call into question what we think something means, what we think solitude means, what we think hermitude means, what we think isolation means. Um, so many times the Hermit comes up and people will talk about loneliness or, or that's like what the language implies to them. That's the connotation it carries. And there is a loneliness to the card, but like not necessarily, or if it is, it's not necessarily the loneliness that we know already. <laughs> it's like a different kind of, a kind of like that thing of like lonely is not the same as alone. Right, that's, that's sort of a nutshell approach for the hermit in certain contexts. So accompanied by this stark contrast between the ace and the five of cups, I think that we have this, um, we've got this sort of guide in the hermit offering their lantern to us as we try to negotiate what our narrative is around the abundance and fullness and fluidity and overflow of the Ace of Cups and the spilled, lost, um, dreary grief of the Five of Cups. Which, great time for this, right? Scorpio is commonly associated with the death card. Um, as I was talking about with this new moon, there's these questions of that liminal space. And I guess part of that liminal space is not just simultaneity or that rapid alternating succession, but also like, what do we mean by loss? What do we mean by grief and death and endings and beginnings and rebirth? Something I always like to remind people of with the Five of Cups is that um, mourning and grief are an important part of human process. Now, it can look a bunch of different ways. And there are times when we got to put it off, right? We don't need to skip.
skip steps. We don't need to um, game our own natural rhythm or cycle. But eventually, one way or another, some iteration of grief and mourning are simply part of the human experience of loss. And the Ace of Cups has a ton of, um, because we're working with Ryder White Smith, a ton of Christian imagery of the, let's call it the blessings of the divine, right? And that pops up arguably in all of the aces, right? This hand coming out of the cloud. But here we have like, like a wafer and a dove and like lotuses, which aren't Christian imagery, but have that like birth up from the muck, like out of the depths comes life kind of a thing going on here, right? So we basically have the fullest cup imaginable, the holy grail full of waters of the divine side by side with an almost pragmatic card depicting loss and grief. So here's my question for you. What spills? <laughs> what is in that cup? Whatever comes to mind for you right now as you're listening is worth investigating. And then my next question is, what is the difference between a spill and an overflow? What's the difference between a spill and an overflow? Intentionality? Purpose? Abundance or scarcity? What if a spill is just an overflow that we didn't ask for? <laughs> and what if overflow can be spilled depending on the context? So in this Scorpio new moon, as we live in liminal space and explore limbo and simultaneity and mystery and a season where we are offered the opportunity to dive deep into the mysteries and the unknown, we are also living, I think, in this arena of redefining what we know. Maybe it's as simple as redefining our language, right? Finding different words. Maybe it's as complex as redefining our entire conceptions of ideas, narratives, etc. I'm going to leave you with that. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, thank you for your patience with the sound quality. I'm doing my best. <laughs> And uh, housekeeping, you know, there's this, this, like I mentioned, this daily tarot challenge happening on Instagram, if you want to go check that out. Um, gift certificates are available if you're trying to get a jump on your holiday winter gifting planning. And um, as always, there will be a moon zoom on the full moon that'll be on November 19th this month two days after my birthday. So I hope the season treats you well. 
I hope you treat yourself well and I'll see you next time. Until then.